0: This is a Courier talking football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me are Sean Hamilton and Jim Spence. Well, gentlemen, I was just having a wee think back to uh, when we, when Dundee United and St Johnstone first faced each other this season, start of October, and I, and I did a piece, you know, giving it the, giving it the big drum roll and talking about how it was the you know, a potential crossroads one and it was the most important one since blah 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 and all the rest of it. I don't know I think it it did turn out to be a very significant one for St Johnson because, you know, it was at the start of a you know, the run of form and all the rest of it. United and we're going back to the start of October here, United lost it and then but then won a couple of games after it. So maybe you could you could you could say I was talking a the rubbish, or maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm nobody for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the second, but here we are again, coming back to Tanner and Ice, and it's, <laughs> I'm not going to write the same piece, and it's, uh, it's, it's the most important <laughs> one since October, but it, uh, it's a very, very significant one again for St Johnston. probably less so for United. Huge, isn't it,
1: Jim? Huge. Oh, it's... um. I I think it could be a defining moment, Eric. A defining moment certainly for the two Tayside clubs. You know, I'm not actually mad about that Tayside uh, label that we give it. But, I mean, it's it, it will be defining. I mean, Saints are sitting there seven points clear. It, it, it's, it's you know, isn't it interesting? I mean, Saints have kind of... Uh, Goal wise, there's no huge amount in it between these teams. Saints have conceded one less than United, and they've scored three more. And you know neither the two of them are, are particularly kind of sharp up front, or, or great, or have been great at times in defence. But um, the key thing is Saints have won three more games, and that's given them that big cushion. So they've got that seven point lead now. If they come to Dice and they win. 10 points, you know, a 10 point difference. There's are no way, yeah. no way that United are going to, you know, no way that United side are going to claw that back on St Johnson. I mean, neither the two of them are going into this in a greater on a form. Well, Saints, have, you know, Saints slightly better, you know. Um, <clears throat> but if, if, if Saints win this one, and I wouldn't have put it past them. Um, then it really does consign United down there to um, to scrap it out with, with with the other the other three, which will be Motherwell, Rush County, and Kilmarnock. So it gives Saints that tremendous opportunity, I think, just to haul themselves. I mean, they're only five points behind Aberdeen. Depending what happens to Aberdeen, you know, Saints won this one and they're within touching distance. You know, I mean, they're arguably still within touching distance of the top six. But for, you know, for, for the the key battle is is this Saturday. I think it's a huge one psychologically for both clubs. And I think Saints are, are, are arguably better prepared going into it. Uh, and if they win it, there, there's no way United will claw back that ten points. Seven points is hard enough. There's no way they will claw back ten points.
0: Right, let's 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 start with United and, and Sean. I mean it's kind of uh-huh. I, I had to I had to double check there, when, look look back at United's results. their, their win at McDermott Park was the last win in the league, which although I think I was you know, I think those who were you know, United were better then I think it was a it was a kind of nothing game, you know. As Saints were obviously we can now look that was in slap bang in the middle of what was their poorest run of form of the season. So so Saints were pretty passive for big chunks of it. United looked better, but even though they looked better, they were they were still a pretty sort of you know sideways type of team with not a great amount of thrust about them. Even then, it was a Tony Watt goal that you probably, you know, we're we'll not we're we'll not getting we'll to that on. again because that ship sailed. But you know, it was one that probably Liam Gordon wouldn't have been happy with for not not closing it down, closing closing him down. It was a kind of nil nil game, but I certainly didn't come away from that game thinking United would still be would would be bottom or or very very close or even very close to it. By the time the, the teams next met, it's it's been. Pretty poor since then. Um and the big sorta of, the big thing for me when I look at United now, I don't know about you, Sean, is when I looked at the uh the bench of what they had last Saturday there, and you could we're not gonna get back into all the oh where the money was spent and all the all the rest of it and what wasn't spent and how much was there to be spent or wasn't there to be spent. But the bench wasn't very strong, was it? You know, against Kilmarnock, you know you're looking at the options that that Liam Fox has to change things, and we all know it's up front. But up front's not the only area where he didn't really have, you know, that many options to kind of you know ch- change the flow of that game against Kilmarnock.
2: Yeah, um, it, it it wasn't uh, wasn't well. I mean, it, it, I'm saying it wasn't terrifically strong. I mean, Behits was on it and came on, obviously. Um, then you've got the likes of players who they've signed recently, like June was there and. Adanaku was on there, Rory McLeod youngster, but I, I, yeah, I mean the ones that you would expect to come on came on apart from maybe June, but then you look at form in that regard uh, and yeah, we've been through January transfer window and what happened there or what didn't happen, perhaps more to the point point. Um, and yeah, it, it it looks like a squad that's that's missing some key elements, so You've got to deal with what you've got, and uh, yeah, at the at the moment, it's it's not looking good for them at all. Um, and uh, and and I mean, it was in, we start with with talk about it being a massive game, and more so for Dundee United. I agree with that. I think it's 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 a much bigger deal for United this one because I mean, uh, as you say, uh, it's a seven point gap at the moment. Um, if United go ten points behind, that's certainly winston Johnson. They're not catching them, but it just it becomes a, that little bit more isolated for them at the bottom. Um. So yeah, it, it's grim if they can get that to four points, then it starts to look slightly different. Um, but uh, if they if they can't do that, then then they're going to be in trouble. Um. So yeah, a uh, huge huge pressure on Dundee United in particular this weekend, and the fact that. They're they're at home, obviously. Um, I mean that 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 there's two sides of that coin. On one side, you know, if things are going well and the fans are behind you, then that can be a, a massive help. On the other side of that, you know, if you're struggling, and United have been struggling, haven't been playing particularly well, and the fans have been frustrated already. So, uh, if that becomes the dominant sort of vibe of the afternoon, if you like, then that things will get very difficult for Dundee United. Very quickly, and it also it probably doesn't help them that they've uh, the, the timing that they've. Oh, you're reading to my mind, Sean. You're reading. Have your this celebration legends day of the yeah. All the legends are going to be there celebrating the 1983 title win and what have you. And that's obviously it's been in the planning for a long time. So it's it's a uh, it's unfortunate that it's it's fallen in the middle of a spell when they're when they're struggling like this. But uh, I mean, that's another thing that I mean, if if they're winning and they're going, it's going well, then. Fine, you know that it's sort of befitting of the occasion. But if they're struggling and the fans have sort of turned a little bit, then it's really going to be, it's going to be quite incongruous. I think so. Uh, all in all, it's it's there's a fair bit of pressure on United to get this right.
0: Yes, Jim, I was that was exactly the stream of thought I was I was getting I was getting on as well. You're our very own our own legend. Uh, you're going to be there at Legend's Day. I mean, and listen, it's it's I think we've touched on this. it has been a theme. Certainly, in print, over in our paper, over countless years, and we've spoken about it in the podcast as well. The weight of history at a club like Dundee United, and it's it's a it's a fascinating subplot because you have you have it's always there, it's always in the background because you know you've got the the generation of fans who know they will never see anything close to what they saw in the eighties. They just know that, and. Some will, I don't know if if bitterness comes out of that or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a field day for a, for a psychologist, you know, and all all that brings, and then you've got the other generations who, no, they've not, they've not even seen that. And, you know, everything that bubbles away with the whole weight of history at a club like Dundee United. And what Sean mentions, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued to see how it plays out because yeah, it, Polarizes what can happen on Saturday, doesn't it? Because it it either inspires them and the crowd, for that matter, and think, yeah, this is this is going to be this is us. We're going to we're going to remind ourselves that we are a big club with big memories behind us and all the rest of it, medals, superstar players, and all the rest of it. This is who we're basically we're chests out. We're Dundee United, or it reminds the crowd how far they've fallen. And the players think, and the players get feel that weight of history, and you know they get diminished by it. It's it's an intriguing, wasn't it, Jim?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there there are two distinct elements. That, well, there are actually many distinct elements. That, yeah, because there's loads, You know, there? There, there are there are the many kind of distinct elements of fans. I mean, we talk often about fans as though well, they're a homogeneous group. They're not. I mean, they, they are they are often kind of well, they are always. Um, split by age and by experience what they've seen what they haven't seen and all the rest of it so you know there's, there's a generation of United fans who've grown up frankly watching a pretty fair and middling average Scottish club you know who've seen them down a the division outside the Premier the Premiership um, struggling along you know, um, coming back up and all the rest of it, but up and down, up and down, you know, uh, over a period of time. Then a the kind of generation before that who kind of saw them, if, if you want, coming out of their great period, but still when they were a pretty decent outfit, you know. <clears throat> and then there's generations who have... Um, seen the, the glory days and then there's generations and I kind of fall into that who, who kind of remember McLean taking over from Jerry Kerr where they'd been a um, a, a force in the land occasionally you know um, and a grew into a, into a major one so you've got all of that um, and then you've got the players I think <clears throat> you know there probably was a period where players who joined united knew that they were joining a club that had serious pedigree you know that, that had done magnificent things in europe and and you know for a period could challenge celtic rangers aberdeen and uh, and every other club in scotland and um, you know frankly it's a long time since that's been the case now eric and and i think um you know when you look at united i'm not sure if if you know, i I don't think anyone's making excuses. You know, and I know there've been all sorts of allegations made about the people that run United these days trying to wipe the history from the board. I don't think they were. I think you simply acknowledge it. You know, clubs cannot live in the past. You know, it's great to, to you know, to nod and genuflect in, in the in, in the um the direction of your history and your tradition uh, and all the rest of it, but. You also have to be getting on with the future, and at the moment, bluntly, the future's pretty grim um, for United. There, there, there was, you know, tying in with what you said there about the collection of, uh, you know, great players that, w- that will be there as guests at, at the St. Johnson game. There was something that stuck in my mind, um, and uh, you know, it, it was <coughs> the, the United coach when he said after the Kilmarnock loss that I need to see more personality. And bravery. Well, the guys that will be assembled, um, you know, the old legends, the heroes, um, certainly never lack personality and never lack bravery. There's very, very few of those players that you would even contemplate, you know, putting that kind of description forward for. But there is no doubt that Liam Fox thinks he has. Well, because he's clearly said it, that he has a squad which lacks personality and lacks bravery. Now. It's, it's, I, I, I think I might keep this one for column at the weekend if I'm in philosophical mood, you know, and Sean can decide whether to spike it or not, you know, but um, um, I was, I just think to myself, I often think back to, you know, the, um, the great Nelson Mandela quote, you know, I mean, he said, he said that he learned that courage wasn't the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Um, the brave man is not he who doesn't feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And, I'm 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 kind of wondering here. What is it United United players need to be more brave about? What is it they're frightened of? What do they fear? I mean, understand that you know you fear relegation. You don't want to go down. it. But what is it they're frightened of? Slapping a shot, taking a shot, making a tackle. You know, uh, making a, a misplaced pass. What what exactly is the problem? Uh, because the, ultimately, that's the coach's job. That's Liam Fox's job to get to the bottom of that. Um. And I think there comes a stage quite often. I'm trying to remember which manager it was the other week. I he heard saying, I don't know what happened out there. The minute managers start to kind of make, or coaches start to make these kind of comments, fans are then entitled to say, Well, you're the guy that runs the squad. Why is there no more personality there? Why is there no bravery? You've been involved in signing them, you and the sporting directory. So why does the squad, you know, quite expensively assembled, why does it lack personality and lack bravery? And why? are they bottom of the league? Um, and, you know, and that that that's, again, kind of, I'm not saying people will be sitting consciously in the stands, but, you know, when these players are introduced at the weekend, there will be a trip down memory lane where people will be thinking... Wow! If only we had players like that. I mean, I was having a real laugh today. We had uh, on, on Twitter with um, Andy Ritchie, the great old Morton hero. You know, Andy yeah, played yeah, in some yeah, yeah. very good Morton sides. You know, um, now t- you know every team's got its heroes. Andy would have been among them, done it? At Capel, and United you know, have have a great many more. Bluntly, you know, um, but the kind of heroes that they had then, and the guys that they hope to make heroes now, are absolutely poles apart. And now we're United at this stage in the season can locate more personality and bravery, I don't know. Um, if, if they could somehow or other suck it up and inject it from you know those who will be there um, in, in the stands and, and being introduced to the fans on Saturday, that would be wonderful. But I doubt if it's going to happen. But somewhere along the line, that squad have to find the bravery to make the pass, to take the shot, to make the tackle, just to inject their own personalities. But increasingly, I think people are are, are asking is it possible? Does it does it actually exist? Um, in there? And we've seen even this week, you know, with a couple of comments from from Charlie McGrew, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, uh, and also I think Stephen Fletcher was talking about don't let your career pass you by. And McGrew was saying talk is cheap, and well, that's right, it is. Um, you know, and it's kind of almost past the time where these United players even said talk is cheap and just actually did something in the park, and 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 they're just they look. By the week, they'll actually simply look incapable of doing it. I mean, they're not bottom the league for nothing. They're bottom the league because they lack that personality. They lack that bravery. But increasingly, it actually looks as if they just lack the ability to do anything about it. And right. you know, and that, that's a great disappointment for people like me who have you know gone on record saying, I think there's a team in there trying to get out. Well, after 24 games, the league table isn't lying.
0: Well, I think, I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if they, they came out with a big win against the... I mean, I, I would... I would be pretty confident that Dundee United will have at least a couple of big wins between now and the end of the season. But it's the it's what comes in between those big wins that is probably going to define going to define their season. Taking picking up on something that Jim said there and Sean, I thought was it was Liam Fox's post match probably more than his pre-match stuff is, because your post-match stuff is always a, a wee bit more entertaining, isn't it? Because the emotions are raw and all the rest of it. But I think now more than ever, the focus is on him. And the question could, a fair question that I'll put to you, and that um, you could, that not you personally, but that could uh-huh. be put to Liam Fox is, is he showing enough personality?
2: Um, I... I <sighs>
0: And I don't mean that but, in terms of is he is he like is he a song and dance man who's coming out with great quotes and that, but is is no. you know is he dragging the best out of these players, bringing the best out of these players, all the rest of it? You know, is he a, is he quite 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 painfully is he the right man for the job?
2: Well, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's he's trying, and I'm sure there are things that happen in in the dressing room that we are not party to. So, I mean, what we do see of Liam Fox is a guy who seems thoroughly polite. Really decent, like a, a really pleasant person to interact with. So that that's the side of Liam Fox that we see now. I've not
0: heard anybody slag him off, which is you, you always no. know, you know, in Scottish football, we, that's a rarity.
2: Absolutely, yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, the, I'm sure there's a side to him that we don't see that that is reserved for, you know, dressing rooms and when if somebody needs a bollock, I'm sure he's capable of dishing one out, um, but. You know, it's also it's not. It's twenty twenty three as well, so he, he is of a, a a more modern breed of coach. Um So I don't imagine that his go to is uh, to start dishing out bollocks to people. I don't. I don't. I would. I not imagine that's how he operates. Um Does I mean is neither he the right Stevie man Crawford for the job? is he?
0: Neither Stevie Crawford.
2: No, so I mean, is he the right man for the job? I mean, that's 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 the question that United fans have been asking uh, since he was appointed, really. Um, and and the answer will arrive when we know whether they're going to stay up or not. I guess you know, uh, and I, I, I realize I'm sort of sitting on the fence by giving that answer, but I mean, I I, I genuinely think that's that's kind of where we are with it because yeah, there there are no more variables so that nobody's coming in or going out at this point what's there is there and this is that is what's going to deal with the situation or not um so yeah it's 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 just a fascinating situation for me um is he the right man for the job Pfft, I really don't know I really don't know um I'd like I'd like to think so because as I said before he seems like a good guy and and I, I I like to see good people doing well, you know. Um, but whether that's uh, whether whether that's going to transpire or not, I'm not sure. Um, because as we say, they are they they do look deficient in in a number of areas.
0: Do you feel, Jim? That I mean, Motherwell have got they've got rid of two managers in in one season. Do you feel that this? I mean, are we like are do you get the vibe? I'm not saying the vibe because you know none of us are on the phone to, to Tony Ashgar every day or, or Mark Ogren, But are they one really bad result away from Liam Fox's job being in jeopardy? Do you feel? Do you think it's that close?
1: Um, that, that's a difficult one to answer. You, you never ever know. I mean, that, that depends on the dynamics between um, the coach, the sporting director the owner, Mark Ogren, who's flying in for the Saints game. It depends on the dynamics between the players and all the rest of it as well. It depends, if you were thinking in that way, who's available. Who else is available? You know, I mean, you see, you know, you, you see, um, as we speak, and it may change by the time, you know, Sean edits the podcast, but yeah, we see the motherable you know, you know, yeah. job, and we're seeing James McPake, who's done a terrific job at Dunfermline being linked. We see John Hughes um, being linked. Now, you know, I like Yogi, and Yogi is not the dinosaur people say he is, but a couple of times it's gone badly, badly wrong for him, and you can see fans' reaction to that, groaning and uh, and jipping, and you know. Um Yogi, been, Yogi would link himself you know,
0: with the First Minister's job. I think yeah, well, uh, there's a well, wee bit political, well, political they're, satire for
1: Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be available for him as, as we speak, uh, from what we understand, you know, with breaking news. But um, that, that also might change. It might be a resignation which becomes an unresignation. Who knows? You know, uh, life is strange these days. But no, I mean, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that. that he, what you, what you kind of need to look at here is the whole model that United have. The sporting director model is firmly embedded at United. That has obviously been sold to the owner, Mark Ogren, as the way the club runs. So therefore the sporting director has a massive um, amount of say in the direction of the club, the recruitment of the club uh, and all the rest of it. And I think it's telling that 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 you know that, that we refer to Liam Fox as, as coach or head coach. Now that's not unusual anymore. It any, hasn't been unusual for a long time, whether it's American football or you know, or baseball, or 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 football, or whatever. You know, some managers, some very senior people, are referred to as managers. Others are referred to these days as coach. So, yeah, there are power dynamics at play. If Liam Fox uh, was to go, um. Uh, and I, I have no inside information as to whether United are thinking in that direction or not. Tony Ashgar has has, has given him the the vote of confidence the other week. We all know, uh, you know, we are not claiming any special knowledge. As journalists, every fan knows that that means nothing these days at any walk of life in, in football. Um, so, you know, if they were thinking right, okay, we need a we need to throw of the dice. How quickly do you make that? Well, there's still time to turn it round, and that supposes a you can get the right individual in. Uh, and B, that those players are actually capable of being transformed by the right individual. Now, th- those, those, bluntly, are questions that are that we cannot answer at the moment. Now, if you're hiring a manager at the moment, you're by and large either hiring someone who's been out of work and he's out of work for a reason, or you're hiring someone from another club. Now, by the nature of things, you'll be trying to hire someone from uh, a division or so below United in which case you're taking the chance, them stepping up, or you're hiring a manager from a club above United. So, who's going to come from a, a, a club above United to. Um you know, to a club that are bought of the league, it might be getting relegated unless they get certain assurances. You know, would it, You know, or
2: somebody who's out of work,
1: or somebody who's out of work. That's it. You know, so so your cho- your choices are limited. So wee bit like the tra- the January transfer window. You you know you, you you're I mean, in the transfer window, you're always limited, obviously, by wages you can offer and and, and money you can spend in a transfer. But but at least you have the whole kind of summer to 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 decide what you're doing. And in the January window, you're you're you know you're kind of tightly constrained by a whole load of things. You know, um, and and it's just, it, this is a similar situation if and it's a big if if United were contemplating any any kind of change here can you get someone in who can make a difference at this stage however if you are going to do it um then bluntly you're as well doing it at a stage when you think you've got a chance of turning it over but that's the nature of football when when Motherwell went for Stevie Hamill fans were oh and the hero returns and all the rest of it it's turned into a disaster you know um it's, I mean, the the Aberdeen appointment uh, with Jim Goodwin looked on, on paper a pretty good one. He'd done, he'd done a, you know, he done a good job at Saint um, um Went to a club with much bigger resources, much bigger support base, and all the rest of it. Turned it into disaster. Saint Mun are currently sitting above them, you know. Um, so th- 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 there is no easy answer in, in football, and I don't know. I had a very brief chart with. With Tony on on Saturday, you know at least he still reads the column We know that. And I think he listens to the, the podcast as well. Not for us to give him advice; he knows the script. He's got the contacts book. He'll know um, whether he thinks Liam can can pull it round um, or whether he can't. Uh, more importantly, um, when Mark Ogren flies in and sits down and has the meeting, and of course there's an AGM next week as well. I think, isn't it next Tuesday at United? You know, so you know various bits and bobs will come out of that. I mean, I, I don't expect anything sudden you know, between now and uh, and Tuesday it happened. But you just never know in football. I mean, like a lump, it's a brutal game. It's all about success. And the last thing Dundee United need is to go back from where they were, uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago, didn't that, championship. You know, my, my thoughts on that are, are well known. It's a black hole financially and football-wise. United cannot risk going back down to that championship.
0: Yeah, I think the Mark, the last, just our last word on, on United, Sean, the Mark Ogren factor is another intriguing one because it's a... I mean, even going back to the to the Jack Ross sacking, I think I'm not. I don't think I'm rewriting history here, and saying that Tony Ashgar probably would have been inclined to to stick with Jack Ross a bit more. And I, I, I just on the, that the statement about Jack Ross's uh, sacking, I'll, I'll live with me. Just the the tone that came through. It was basically. It was like. It was like Mark Ogren, it was just. It was like anger, wasn't it? It was like basically, you know. No, it was like almost like a reactive to you know that that Celtic result. Well, it, was it, was like, it
2: didn't. It didn't have the the, the traditional pushing it with your, thanks, thanks for, for your it. You know what I mean? It, anything, just, it was just brutal, yeah, wasn't was none it? Of that. It was
0: brutal. Mm-hmm. So, which kind of told me that this was Ogren saying, "No, oh, absolutely, this guy has to go." So, if he's in a if he's in a stadium. When it goes wrong, it's completely different to taking a phone call, isn't it? Saying, "Yeah, you know, we are unlucky, you know, but you know, this, that, the other." He'll be t- whatever emotions are swilling around Tannerize on Saturday. He's going to get them all, isn't he? Whether it's a case of whether it's like, yes. "Oh yes, we're all in this together. We're bouncing back. You know, things have turned." You maybe even get him. You maybe even see a Mark an interview with the press. You know, on the Monday after something like that. You know, all that sort of thing. It changes, but if it goes the other way. And it's toxic, and the team are terrible, and you know, <laughs> Liam Fox looks like a beaten man. The Mark Ogleans there to see all that as well. So I think it's an it's an intriguing subplot, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. And and I, I mean, if it if it if it if it goes well, uh, as I said before, you know, it's at home, stakes are high. Decent crowd. If it goes well, then that's that's fantastic. You know, it'll, the atmosphere will be great, and Mark Ogren will enjoy himself. And you know, it'll be like, oh well, what were we concerned about? This is great. Keep playing like that, we'll be fine. Conversely, if it goes wrong, then I think I'd I i do not know. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm not I'm not sure he will ever have really encountered a a properly sort of
0: properly yeah yeah, yeah. angry united, united support.
2: support. Yeah. Yeah, who have who have uh, who have decided yeah. to yeah exactly let their players know how they feel in a in a negative sense, um. So that might be uh oh, well it's likely to be an eye opener for him. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, who knows how he responds to that? Because uh, it's 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 new territory really, um, for him to actually be there in person and 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 witness something like that. If it if it does go like that, um, so. Yeah, I mean, if if that's the way it goes, I mean, I guess you can't you can't really rule anything out in the aftermath of someone like that because we don't we don't know what we don't know. What,
0: yeah, how we're, too, we're going too. We're going too far.
2: We are going. To, we're going too far. But uh, uh, yes, it's definitely an interesting one because uh, you will be there. And as we say, United fans have in in previous couple of weeks, you know, they have expressed themselves pretty clearly in, in um, banner form as well as yeah, they've done that. And uh, I mean. Once that starts rolling, you know, and and also they'll be aware that the owner's going to be there as well. So, that, uh, if if they if they want to send a message, then there will be an awareness that uh, well, this is this is the weekend when you've you've got the owners' eyes and ears as well. So, um, it's it's uh, for for United for Liam Fox for Tony Asker, It's and I mean you could argue also and for for the sake of battling against relegation, they really need to, to turn up on Saturday and, and, and start quickly
0: and
2: seize control of, of that sort of energy in the stadium, if you like, and make sure it's going the way they want it to, because if not and it spirals away from them, then it, it could get pretty ugly.
0: Yeah, Right, let's go on to the St Johnson side of things now, Jim. Uh, I think from a Saints point of view, the yeah, it's very it's it's if it's not it's now or never really. If they're to uh, have top six aspirations and all that goes with it, they've got rid of the old firm. They'd like to think their their form has turned. I think you know that's that's four games where they've played well or close to it. You know the two Rangers games, they win at Motherwell, and they were they were uh, they actually had some really good chunks of the Celtic game as well. So I think that it, you know four games, although there's only there's only one win in there. Potentially, you can describe that as a, a corner having having turned. We all know that the mother won, one the mother won one was the one they had to win, and they won it well. They won it by playing very well and controlling the game. So, but they're in a situation now where they're probably the only team I can see that has the potential of being in no man's land. You know, too you know, safe. You know, keeping the keeping the bomb two or three at arm's length, but not not quite in touch for the top six to, to to go for that and even potentially Europe. So this this game for St. Johnston is enormous in that regard because I think were they to lose it, I think you're now saying, yeah, you, you, what you've got to do is you've got to win another couple and make yourself completely safe. And then the last few games becomes, you know, the bottom six games that, you know, you're almost, almost... Having an eye on the next season and, and blood and two or three and all you know of the younger players and 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 trying a few things out, so it's you know Saints Saints can can look at their fixtures and think, yeah, this is this is a chance. It is a chance. You mentioned Aberdeen. None of the teams above, they've all got their, you know, there's none of them that I would say are away now. Even Livingston, because the Livingston are prone to 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 being either very very hot or very very cold. So that's it from a St. Johnson point of view, isn't it, Jim?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you don't know, use the term no man's land there. I mean, I, I kind of tend to think that, you know, certainly some of the Saints uh, fans at I'm would, would, would almost kind of welcome just ending up in no man's land, um, uh, you know, neither fish nor fowl and, and just having that breathing space to the Oh, after and last season, for, for it would be season. a disaster. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and, and you look at what they've got coming up, it, you know, Saturdays and Saturday. Eminently winnable. I mean, I, I know what you say there about, you know, United potentially feeding off the energy and all the rest of it. Um, it's the apathy that kills you in football, uh, Eric. And, and to be honest with you, that, that, was, that was the thing that struck me most about United kind of slinking out of the cup on, 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 on Saturday. I mean, there's only 4,000 United fans here. Kelly had 900 and with them so, to make up the 5,000. So um, I know that cup's different because you've got to pay the you know, the money. It's no cover of your season book and all the rest of it. But there was an apathy. As, as they tumbled at the cup, you know, with the fans, and, and so I'm not sure how much energy will actually be there. Um, so that's a that's a winnable game for them. Uh, then you've got Saint Marn. Now Saint Marn are doing, you know, are going great guns, but that's still a that's still you know a, a game that Saint Johnston w- w- would have a, a very reasonable chance of taking something out. The, the trip to Tynecastle tougher, naturally, you know, uh, w- w- once you're into March. But uh, then it's Kilmarnock you know, who, as we speak, are kind of you know <laughs> looking a bit as doomed as, as United in Motherwell, you know. Um, so they, they're coming, you know, out of those next four fixture. I'd say there's two that are eminently winnable. One that's that, that's definitely um, you know they should be taking something against St. Martin. Hearts will be a tough one, um, but you know th- 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 those I think um, you know could could be not defining for St. Johnson, because I think that seven points I don't think is going to be closed. I know that United Mother will have got a game in hand over them, but frankly it's hard to see where United Mother will buy a win at the moment. So if, if Saints are the win, as we said at the start of the podcast, if they're to win this one on on Saturday it gives them a ten point. Gap over United now. As we speak, we don't know Motherwell are playing tonight. We don't know how that that goes, you know. But I mean, Saints Saints are pretty handily placed. Um Aberdeen are up and down. They're still waiting on their new manager. We don't know what happens with them. There's only five points between them and, and, and Saints as we speak. You know, a win for Saints, Aberdeen come off the rails at the weekend. Things narrow there. You know, even even Saint um are not out of say. Oh, be I know they have a game in hand and six point lead. So you kind of tend to think that you know Saints are unlikely to catch that. But but the no man's land one is is, is probably a good analogy. I don't see Saints slipping back into. Um, any serious relegation trouble, you know. I think they've extricated themselves um, from the worst of that. But w- w- what they've kind of got to do now, because you know, the run hasn't been great. That, that's, that, you know, that that win for Park uh, really put a gloss on on what was a pretty dire picture. Because you know they they lost the Rangers um, twice, both in the league and the cup. They lost to Livy a, a, a pretty a pretty bad one, a hammering in fact at home four two. They lost to Aberdeen. Um, they lost to United as well. I mean, hearts. You, You'd go all the way back to, was it the Ross County game where where, where they won, you know? So they were on a pretty dire run. But the key thing is um, they're in a relatively decent position. And I think if they win on Saturday, and I I, mean, it's too tight to call for me, but I mean, I I don't think that Saints will be going up to Tanner with any great kind of fear or alarm um, uh, in their hearts.
0: Sean, where's your Are you feeling far more comfortable? About the uh, about the over the shoulder outlook for St. John'son, not just not just in terms of the form of because you can't you know we all know season after season you can't rely on other teams being rubbish you know they can they can turn mm-hmm. but are you are you more are you are you feeling more reassured about St. John'son's performances about the 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 way they're looking now
2: uh, a, a wee bit yeah um, a wee bit I mean it's funny. That because it's not really been about results, other than the obviously the uh, the win over Motherwell, it's been more about you know the nature of performances and defeats to most notably Rangers and and a lesser lesser manner of Celtic, but you know mostly the way they played in these tougher games is is what's uh, given folk a, a bit more hope, I think, uh, and and the fact that allied to playing better uh was a a, a, a a willingness to 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 be flexible within for uh, and, and bend bend a system to suit the opponents and the players that are and those are two centre midfielders well.
0: emerging has been and been them coming in and
2: and, and yeah, um so yes i think that there, there are uh, some sort of green shoots of recovery there after after a pretty dodgy month or so you know um off the back of the world cup break uh um, yeah but a month and months and about it was it was not looking pretty at all uh but it is looking a bit better now and and you know they've, they've had a difficult run of fixtures other than, other than the motherwell one obviously which they needed to win and, and they did and that they were under pressure when they did that and that's another thing that gives you a sense of hope you know um but they're now in a, a slightly uh Slightly more gentle run of games, if you like. So this is this is a, a spell where you've got to be looking at picking some points up now. I mean, certainly if there if 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 there's ambition to get to the top six, then yeah, I mean, you're looking at picking up a fair few points here and, and, and making a little push for it just now. Um, but you know, even if it's uh, even if it's just to sort of stay above the, the bottom group you know you're still looking for points so I think I mean Saturday would be one under the circumstances I, w- I wouldn't say that you would, you would every every time St Johnston comes through to Tanner Ice, uh, in every season that they would be looking for three points from it because you'd have to expect that uh, some of those seasons United will be doing a good bit better than they are now um but under the circumstances with United where they are in the table, uh, you you are looking for St. Johnson to come and win that game, I think. Um so that's uh I mean you would you, I think you would take a draw quite happily to be honest with you. But I mean certainly a, a win would be vastly preferable. Um and that would that would cement their sort of credentials as sort of outside an outside bet for the top six if you like. Um and, and I mean, yeah. If if they do that, I think it be it would be a, a terrific achievement to 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 reach the top six after after what happened last year, and and then after having such a rotten spell through January as well, where it, where it did look in danger of of falling back in a, a bad place. Um, so to 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 win that background, I think would be great. So yeah, I mean three points at United is what they're after, basically.
0: Jim, the the sort of the big. Uh... Footballing issue for Saints in this game will be for the first time no Andy Considine. And it was incredibly frustrating that he got a red card, you know, in meaningless circumstances. I know it's just a footballer's natural reaction, isn't it, to, to bring a man down when he goes past you. But, you know, injury time having having lost to Celtic and the game being irretrievable was not a time to get yourself a red card. Um, so seeing how Saints cope without him is is the key, that's the, that's the key, that's the, that's the, that's where United will hope to get joy and hope that whoever comes in isn't as good as Andy Considine, basically, because he's been tremendous for St Johnston this season, and let's face it, Aberdeen could have done with him still, couldn't they? United could have done Well, with
1: him. That, yeah, that, 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 that's right, I mean, I think um, he's been a... Um, an inspirational kind of professional Better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. You know, both on the training ground, on the pitch, and just generally around the club, because he is an absolutely seasoned pro. And, uh, I mean, there are many Aberdeen fans yet, kind of still bemused by um, Jim Goodwin kind of uh, letting him go, uh, or someone say forcing about the door. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't know. I mean, we know we hear all the kind of tales of, of what went on there. But irrespective, I mean, it, it's a blow um, when they lose them. I mean, that, you know that said. I mean, Saints have still uh, Saints defensively are, um, are, are, are not fabulous. Eric. I mean, they conceded forty two goals. Um, but the great thing about that is United don't score many. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's quite hard to see where United buy a goal from, frankly. You know, I mean, they've got a kind of a midfield which is really quite isolated from their, their sole front man, Stephen Fletcher, who I think must be grown frustrated beyond his years now. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, Saints, you see a lot more of Saints than I do, um, but they will regroup um, at the back. Um, and uh, although it will be a big loss to them, I just kind of I don't see where that penetration Comes from uh, from the United ranks. That's going to suddenly make the absence of of Andy Considine, you know, a giant kind of hole in the castle wall for Saints. You know, I'm pretty sure that they'll have enough about them. Uh, Calum will have enough about the side to to reorganise that to take uh, to take care of a um, you know a, a side which are not just goal shy. They're short shy. They don't get many on target. They won on target against Camarga the weekend. You know, so it's 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 a blow. To to Aberdeen, it's a blow to uh, St. Johnson to lose Considine, um, but I, I don't think it will be any man It means a, a fatal one.
0: Right, Sean, on to Dundee, and it's, mm-hmm. it feels like your weekly or fortnightly check on the uh, the Dundee optimismometer for yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're the uh, I think you're the one we have to persuade. I think myself and Jim are already in the in the uh, the school of thought that they're done and dusted, they're home, they're they're going up. Yeah. Eh? aren't my Jim
1: mm.
0: aren't we Jim yes come on Sean are you convinced oh, now with a shout <laughs> oh, <same laughs> with a shout come on look at the, look at the way they put away the mighty Rangers there Sean <laughs> uh,
2: speak to me after Friday <laughs> we'll see uh, I, no I mean that fantastic result
0: look uh, at their bench Col- here well, let's go Rangers. back to you know I know it's different leagues and all the rest of it but yeah. compared to the rest they have they now have options to change things and uh-huh. take games away. Well, I
2: from, mean they they teams. brought Jakubiak brought Jakubiac and Robert Robinson on at the weekend. Against Cove Rangers. So I mean that shows you something, you know. Uh, yes, there is strength there. Um the, the, everything everything is there that you would want to be there for them to go on and and, and win the win the league. They're capable of it. Yes, I'll, I'll go that far. Whether they'll actually do it or not is another matter. Um but as I've said before, I'm hopeful, and 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 the Cove Rangers win. I mean, obviously they they beat Queens Park a few weeks ago in similar fashion, three 0 as well, and that was terrific, also. Uh, but looking at the Cove win, I mean, I mean, it, it, there's a lot to like about it. But I, I think one of the one of the great things is going into this section of the season, where it really is the business end. You've got you've got two strikers scoring. Uh, Zach Robinson and Alex Jakubiak in that game. Now, if you're if uh, if you've got if you've got a real purpose at this part of the season, no matter where you are in the league, I mean, look at St. Johnstone last season; they were down the bottom in the Premiership, and they needed to get out of it, and they had a Calm Hendry came in and scored an absolute barrel load, and that changed the season. And so, th- if you've got players like Robinson and Jakubiak and you can get them scoring. These are the guys who will change, who will alter your season in the sense that you will go from hanging about at the top to season control of that race and moving ahead. So the fact that they're scoring is is, is a massive positive, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because obviously they've 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 lost Kelly uh, Sheridan again to another Achilles injury, so they're they're, they're down one in that regard, but you know to get robinson back in the first place was a big bonus to get jukubiak fits a bonus and to have them both on the score sheet uh after coming on the bench is a real positive so um if 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 you can if you if Dundee can keep playing in a way that, that that keeps putting chances in front of those guys then they have a fantastic shout
0: uh, at going on and winning this league now yes jim it's i mean they can afford you can afford to leave a, a fit Sean Byrne out of his matchday squad so if that doesn't say bucket load of options, then what does?
1: Well, I mean, <coughs> the thing is with Dundee, I mean, they've got the best defensive record in, in, in the league. They've only conceded um, 26, you know, seven less than uh, the, the team above them, Queen's Park, who they've also got a game in Andover, albeit a point behind. But, the score, you know, they now have goal scorers. They added significantly, I think, in the window. Gary Boyer looks, he's always done a bit of good work in that window. And he got the spread of goals um, against Cove, Robinson, Jacobia and Cameron. It's nice, I think, to have threats coming from all over, rather than kind of relying on maybe one or only two individuals to, to, to score. That said, I mean, Cove, um, you know, Cove are, uh, well, you know, they, they, they're having to set the hair on fire this season. Are they? I mean, they, they might just they actually probably will just escape relegation now they've got Zico Hartley back in charge but um, they haven't been formidable opposition you know but Dundee I think are going well there's a kind of um, I mean I, I didn't see them against Cove but I, I was really really impressed with them and the win against Queen's Park I thought the energy and the drive and the commitment was terrific that day and, and it was the same thing they got a spread of goals you know Ben Williamson, Alec Alex out again and Ryan Sweeney all scored from that day and, and the second half in particular I thought it was a real Energy and a drive and a pace and a commitment about them that was really really impressive and I think you need all of that on a consistent basis to win that league because well it certainly doesn't have the quality of the league above and it's a really really tough grind out week in week out league you know um, and I think uh, it, it's been obvious for a while that it was between Queens Park Dundee and and Air now here are still very much in contention. I mean, they're they're, they're only three points behind Dundee, albeit the same game's played. It'll be between these three, but I think that Dundee have the depth of squad and I think more importantly, I think they've got the quality. I mean, you know, Good chin wag um, with Gary Boyer after the Queen's Park game. And at that stage, he was still looking for a, um, you know, to bring a couple in, which he actually, you know, succeeded in doing. But he was kind of bemoaning the kind of lightness of the squad then. But I think to to most of us, uh, most observers looking at it, they've still got more depth and more quality about their squad than the rest. And I think that's really important. As you're getting into this kind of stage of the season, where you, you know where, where players start to tire physically, mentally, they pick up the injuries. Injuries are a bit harder to shake off as the, the knocks and, and the wear and tear of the season, um, you know, bites into the, the legs and the mind and the body. You know, um, I, I still think that they've got the squad. Um, that that will that will we'll see them through and I mean I think uh, you know some tough ones Morton uh, on Friday night will be a very difficult fixture done at Capolo. I mean they, 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 you know the other side capable of uh, beating anyone i think on, on their day then then it's some verness um who are buoyed obviously with the Scottish cup um uh, results and then part of, well, manager part of Ciclis, managerless part successfully coming out they'll be managerless by but then so you know I mean it, it, it's it's not a league where fixtures get easy and points can easily be dropped as as we've seen with Dundee and indeed the you know the, the 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 other two are kind of the main contenders. But I I just sense that Dundee have are gathering a momentum. I think in terms of the quality and the capabilities of their squad, are gathering momentum, and I think that will come to the fore. So they're still very much my tip to to go up this season.
0: I just can't. This isn't this isn't necessarily a silly question, Sean. But I mean, I just think that Dundee are. I mean, they've been incredibly incredibly lucky. I mean, you were just when you said the. I thought it was either, sorry, it was either you or Jim that, that said the phrase. You know, I mean, their main rivals. I mean, you look back at all the years in the championship when it's been brutal and it's been, there have been, there have been e- either big names or the just big championship names that have been where you'd expect. This year, Dundee have got Queen's Park and Air United as their two closest challengers. And they, and it's just, you know, it's unheard, you know, even at that level. Partick Thistle, Inverness, Dunfermline not being the Partick Thistle, and Inverness being way below where they should be. You have got Dunferman not even being in the league. You've got Hamilton down the bottom. You know who you would really oh, yeah. think should You've be. You've got a Falkirk who cool one time top. might well have been in there. You've got Falkirk. I mean, it's just like if this is the abs, this is the gift of the season. If Dundee don't win this league, well, forget. You know, it's an it's. I mean, the spread betters. Should would have had should have Dundee winning this league by by eight to ten I say, and you know listen they'll not care ultimately if they go up by one point but you know they sh- they shouldn't even be making heavy weather. I don't I don't think they are making heavy weather I think they'll 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 pull clear but if they don't and and they slip up at a place like Morton isn't Morton another team that you know you wouldn't you know they were flirting with being. Proper title contenders for a while, but they're kind of doing what you would expect Morton to do, and I think ultimately Queens Park will do what you know they'll fall back and the air haven't quite got enough. So it's it is the gift of the season to be in the Championship, Sean. It really is. Well,
2: it's I mean, it, it, if Dundee go on and win this, then that will that will be terrific, and I think we will be able to say at that point that they, they 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 won it in the right year because if you look at Queens Park over the last few seasons. Uh, certainly since Willie Hawkey took control at the club and started pumping money into it, you know, if 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 they want to get to the Premiership and it seems quite clear that there is ambition to do that, then it looks to me like all well, they will they will simply go and spend the money they need to spend to get there. Uh, so it might just be the case that uh, if Dundee can get this done this season, that they were uh, they, they met they got Queens Park in the right year. That was their first year in the championship, where they were still sort of maybe experimenting a bit with what with what they needed to spend to get out of it, and and perhaps underestimated it slightly. Um, and and if if that is the case, Dundee go up this year, and Queens Park are still in that division. I would imagine that the summer coming, there will be uh, a lot of expenditure there. So whoever whoever ends up with them next season, I think uh, they will be. I mean, they've been good this year. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. They've, they've been on an incredible winning streak, uh, and they have had a little wobble now. Um, but clearly, they they've, they've, they 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 have been serious contenders, and they are still serious contenders. So, uh, they 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 it's. I I just think, they're maybe they maybe haven't quite. Uh, got the spending right this year, and I and I say that not as somebody who relishes the idea of spending your way to success or anything like that, but I just think that's what they do, or that's what they're going to do now. So uh, fingers crossed that they've uh, that they've got it wrong.
1: I, I, I want just a, maybe a final thought for me on this. I, mean, I kind of wonder how much of the hungry boxer element there might be a bit dinged as well because it would be quicker to list the players who. Um, actually still have any contract left once the summer goes then the players are I mean I think almost well, that does what, that does
0: concern me Jim for all yeah, the, they've uh, got a few uh, young stars and I would uh, be if uh, yeah, I was a Dundee uh, fan it's not in the forefront of their mind because they're just thinking about getting promotion but I would I'd, I would have been hoping mm-hmm. for some contract news with you know a f- two or three of the younger ones the who younger they would ones, want to build a team around
1: Well, I mean, to some extent, I suppose they're waiting to see, you know, whether or not they are. But it's a dangerous game. But I mean, you know, what I was going to suggest was, you know, you've now got players at Denz who that might actually give a spur to because they're, they're either playing for a contract at the club. Or, or, or they're, they're, you know, they're trying to post good, solid performances week in, week out, so that they're getting kind of good ratings in the newspapers and mentioned on broadcast media and on podcasts and, and on Twitter and all the rest of it, so that it alerts other people to, you know, just how they're playing. Because, you know, when, uh, you know it'll not be long before, um, you know, we're at that period where, I mean, clubs are already starting to think about strengthening and, and identifying their targets. If they're not, they're not doing their job. So... You've got so much in that squad that is, is it a contract in the summer. That, that you know that you, you kind of wonder if that hungry boxer thing is there. Where players are absolutely determined to bust. They got to uh, make sure that either Dundee make them an offer, um, or that someone else does.
0: Right. Anyway, thanks for thanks for that, guys. We will see you at Legends Day, uh, and we'll be back next week to look back on it. Thanks again for listening. Bye bye.
2: Local matters.